guys, welcome back to the C2C podcast. I'm your host, Neve Buckley, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Jeffrey Chapman. On today's show, we're talking all about happiness. So we've taken a little bit of a diversion away from the sole focus of health, but we're talking about something that's actually very interrelated to our health, which is happiness. It can affect our health and health can affect our happiness as well. So we dive into all topics related to it, which is happiness at every size and the various different factors that can influence and impact our happiness. So I hope you enjoyed the show. I know I did. And don't forget to like, subscribe and share our podcast if you can. Uh, We'd really appreciate if you leave us a, a review as well. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy. We're back for episode three. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all good. Yourself, Neve? I'm good. I'm all good. Um, today, the topic is all yours. So what are we talking about? Yeah, today we're talking about happiness at any size. So on the first episode of this season, we're talking about health at any size. Uh, I've taken over the topic this week, so that's what I've chosen to do. I'm basically just going to start with a simple question. Is there happiness at any size? Well, let's backtrack. Why have you picked this? Uh, I, don't, I wanted to stay around the topic that we started on, on the okay. size. And I think we talked a lot about physical, what happens if, you know, are you healthy if you're physically any size? I want to know, are you happy if you're physically any size? And obviously it's definitely down to experience. Yeah. And I was definitely thinking back on this a lot. Yeah. Uh, and thinking I think they're forward. Very, I think they're very interrelated, but I also think yeah. it's very easy to associate the two of them. Whether that's right or not yeah. is, a, is another thing. Um what was your question? Do you think that you can be happy? Is there happiness at any size? Yes or no? Oh, yes. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. There's happiness at any size. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to define what happiness is, though. I don't. I can't make up a definition. Of I that. don't mean you. I yeah. think that we we. I think everybody is yeah. in, and I think we are both coming at this from different angles, from our own experiences. Yeah. Um, when you said to me earlier what the topic was, you know, I began to think about you know, can you be happy at any size? And of course you can, but I think it's dependent on several what, things. What you're happy, what happiness is to you. Yeah, but yeah. I, then I think it also, there's this whole concept of I'll be happy when. Oh yeah, that's a big one. You know, so yeah. I'll be happy when I lose a bit of weight. I'll be happy when oh, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I'll be happy when the scale says a certain thing. Yeah. I'll be happy when I look a bit more muscly. Yeah. But it's just deferring happiness. Yeah. You know, so I, I do think you can. For me... Have you been happy at every size you've been? Have I been happy at every size that I've been? No. No. But then that's because I associated happiness with size. With size, size yeah. With si- yeah, with size, yeah. I did. It's very easy for me to say now I don't mm. because I've made a change. And yeah. I think it's it's easy to kind of say, oh, no, I, I don't associate ha- you know happiness with size. But I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I think that you can... I, I certainly built... Um, what's the word? Kind of just um, capacity to just move through life pretending I was happy or convincing myself that I was I was happy coping at, mechanisms at the time when that was happening could you have been happy if you chose to have been 
I think I would have been faking it. Okay. I think I did. Yeah. I think you have to get through life. Uh, so I think for the vast majority of my life, it wasn't that I was going around miserable the yeah. whole time, but I was deeply unhappy. Yeah. I was deeply unhappy because I just felt... Well, due to multiple factors, not All solo. related to my size, though. All related, okay. Yeah. yeah. But that's because, for me, and not everybody is the same way that I was, but I linked my identity so much to my size, too much to yeah. my size. I was... I, I physically was a overweight person. I didn't have an identity. My personality, what was what you know, what my values were, my identity yeah. was too interlinked to my physical okay. appearance, and and as a result of that, then I was just so deeply unhappy for Jesus for the vast majority of my life. Yeah. But like, I I didn't. I was as I said, I wasn't going around miserable the whole time. Yeah. You know, I think I you you develop coping mechanisms to kind of nearly become self-deprecating. Yeah. And you're kind of needing to taking the piss out of yourself because of your size or talking about the elephant in the room before somebody else does type sure. thing. I think it comes with age though as well. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, <laughs> like I wouldn't have known I was overweight as a kid. Yeah. Not that I was particularly overweight, but maybe coming closer to like the early teenage years. But I wouldn't have linked, I wouldn't have cared. Like I didn't, there was no relevance to it. Whether I was underweight, overweight or middleweight, I didn't know. I was just a kid like. And I do think a lot of kids when you're quite young and then yeah. all of a sudden it develops is the teenage years yeah. it has to be the teenage oh, yeah, yeah, years yeah. that completely take over that and link all that together yeah. in my opinion I think you become more aware of how you compare yourself to others yeah. during kind of puberty mm. and teenage years um, and I think it's very easy for us I think that the, the big discussion in media and I guess in just you know society at the moment is that Females have an awful lot more of an issue with wanting to be happy depending on their size. Yeah. But I actually think probably men do as oh, well. Definitely. It's just not yeah. talked about as much. Yeah, 100%. I guarantee that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Do you oh, think God. you could be happy at any size? Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, I think I could have been before I put such an emphasis around performance. Now I can't really. What do you mean? Explain not that. Not now. Well, I have a little bit here. Just, uh, well... I feel because I was ha- I have a certain weight where yeah. I know that I was the happiest at that weight because I base a lot of my happiness more so around performance of what I train okay. for. So, but the problem is my weight significantly affects how I perform. Yeah. If I go up three or four kilos and I try to do the gymnastics element of yeah. CrossFit, it's a disaster. It, yeah. It's it's very bad for me. Yeah, because so you're so sudden, tall as well. All of a sudden, my yeah. performance goes down. I get more unhappy because my performance is going around. I link more so my happiness to my performance. Yeah. So I know when I go up a couple of kilos, my performance is going to go down. Yeah. And it's like this knock-on effect. And then I pretty much get unhappy because I know my performance is going to yeah. go down. Due to the link in my size going up. But it's not... But before this, like before I started CrossFit or before I started like wanting certain things yeah. out of it or certain things out of competing, I could have been happy at any size. But now it's almost I've put a barrier on it because... For as long as I want to perform now, yeah. until I don't want to perform, yeah. and until I don't want PRs and I don't want certain numbers to in be muscle-ups and lifts yeah, yeah. or whatever, then I can be happy at any size, I think. But, well, I can't talk to myself yeah. then. But right now, I cannot be until I stop <laughs> that. Yeah. Me and personally. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's difficult. You're trying to kind of, I guess, rationalise that or yeah. just kind of come to terms with... Is it happy though? 
Or is it just, you know, a... a Could be a load of endorphins from training. <laughs> not even endorphins, but is it that you're linking happiness or is it just a prerequisite to... Is it part of what your... The disciplines that you need to achieve and maintain in order to, to reach your goals and sustain your training? Yeah, probably. I think... Do you, and what you were saying there a minute ago, I was wondering, do you think there was a shift when... Like when you, now the aim for you, because you're taller, yeah. you know, gymnastics and like me, like I'm yeah. gymnastics, never going to be my forte ever. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the gymnastic element across it for whoever's doesn't understand when you're late. Yes. It's, sorry. It's not kind of we are not gymnasts. <laughs> definitely not gymnasts. There's no way I'm going to just propel myself. It is the just the gymnastic <laughs> yeah. element that is in CrossFit. So what have. does that mean, though? What does gymnastics in CrossFit uh, look like? It's, you know, pull ups, push ups, yeah. muscle ups, handstand walking, handstand push ups. Yeah. Even kipping, like itself, yeah. would be a gymnastic. Yeah, exactly. Movement. Body but, weight kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, anything basically to do with your body weight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So body weight is trying to keep. You know, obviously, you're six foot three or four. Oh no, six foot one. Maybe, six foot one. Uh, and I'm just under six foot. So one of the one of the aims, I guess, to try to. To we're he- to we're heavy to compete in CrossFit as it is. Oh yeah, at a, at the level we want to compete. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so one of the areas to kind of and it's a fine balance between you know maintaining strength, yeah. but also trying to kind of keep the weight down as much as possible mm-hmm. in order to be good at gymnastics without yeah. sacrificing too much on sure. on strength. Um, but there was obviously a shift for you when you started CrossFit. Prior to that, you were in yeah. rugby. Yeah. And so the aim would have been very much more on being bigger. That probably my position of being prop. Yeah, I would have. So talk well, about maybe the then. aim. I don't know if the aim was about being bigger, but I made it my aim <laughs> to be bigger, and I liked all the things that came with it. <laughs> like I could drink very heavily, and I could eat whatever I wanted, and I could. So yeah. I probably made it my aim to be bigger. I know, like, I started off with the aim of, I was too small, I was only about 80 kilos. I started off with the Brilliant. aim. Well, 80 kilos probably going into third year. And I needed to be a lot heavier than that. Like, wow, I needed okay. to be a lot heavier than that. Yeah. Uh, for my position. Uh, so, if I was going to take it seriously, I knew I was going to have to get bigger. I went out with more so the aim to get more, a lot more muscle. But I had no idea how to do that. And I just took it upon myself to train as much as I can and was that eat, difficult though that eat shifting, as much as I can yeah. literally going from 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 the aiming from aiming to be you know as big as you could whether well, it was whether it was needed or whether yeah. it was just a self you know self aim if you like now that I'm thinking back I was probably 90 kilos it's just yeah okay. I was light okay <laughs> but yeah. that's not light for me now like yeah you know, that was just light for me back then yeah but then with that that was a huge shift for you like a shift in your mindset yeah. from from aiming to have you know, for those kind of aims yeah. versus then the aims in CrossFit were almost the entire opposite. Yeah. Well, I probably, when I'm thinking back to that, it probably made me a well worse player. Like, but I probably, if I was to go back now, I'd probably yeah. not have changed my weight. I yeah. probably would have just changed position maybe. Yeah. Because it made me slower. Or it maybe approach more, it in a different way. Uh, yeah, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have bothered to worry about my size so much. Yeah. I probably would have focused on the skill element. Like I was, I was good. I thought I was pretty good at that stage. Yeah. And when I put weight on, it made me. I lost a lot of speed and I lost yeah. a lot of stuff that was kind of unique to people in my position. So I probably should have not put the emphasis. I just did it myself. Put the yeah, emphasis on size. Okay. Again, I did like all the stuff that came with it—the donuts and such. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> Krispy Kreme. Yeah. No, there was no Krispy Kreme back then. Oh, Krispy uh, Kreme. Mm. Um. No, it's interesting. Like I yeah. think you know happy at any size like what what defines happiness and i think we all strive to be happy but mm. i think one of the what i've learned and again it probably comes as you say with 
age and just become becoming a little bit older and wiser and been able to reflect back on what you defined as happiness yeah. maybe in the previous version whether it was rugby for you or you know physical size for me like I think what what I defined as happiness even five six years ago yeah. was I don't think that I even defined it I just associated if I was ever be able to get kind of skinnier mm. or smaller I'd be happy mm. but it, it's it's just elusive you know I, I don't I think the the problem that we have as society at the moment is that it's we don't define what happiness is to us mm -hmm. you know what's happy to you is going to be very different to me to the next person yeah. you know and i think it's it's we're deferring happiness and allowing happiness to be something that we will be if we achieve something yeah. whereas now in retrospect you know if you choose choose to be happy and yeah. it's very kind of a little bit frou-frou kind of saying that but if you choose to be happy or choose to be present in the moment how, how can you be happy now oftentimes when i'm speaking to clients about kind of their goals mm -hmm. you know for example okay what what do you want to achieve and what will you be doing if you achieve that mm -hmm. you know it's it's trying to kind of tee that up in such a way okay if you define what happiness is what, what will you be doing differently if you're happy yeah and why can't you just do that now uh... Well, actually, um, I wrote down just a few things on this. Okay, no. <laughs> because uh, we, I think a lot, again, as you said, we keep mentioning about society, we obviously pinpoint a lot of happiness around size and weight, so much so that I can even tell you what's, what's, what weight I was when I felt I was at my happiness. And it was 91 kilos. <laughs> Why are we happy then? Because my perform, I associate a lot of my happiness around performance. Was this recently? And at that, no, I say it was about cut it. It was well over a year ago. It was before COVID. Just okay. So I was performing best then. But it was in CrossFit times. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. So I was happiness. If I was to think back now, it's not like this goes through my head every day. If I was to think back, I'd say I was happiness around the ninety-one kilo mark because I dropped down to eighty-seven kilos, but it started affecting my weightlifting way too much. Oh yeah. And anything above ninety-one would affect my gymnastics too much. Yeah. So when I sat ninety-one, that's the sweet spot. And it's only because that's what that's when I performed my best and I know that I was very happy about it at the time. And because I made my life around that, yeah. that did associate but do you my think happiness. Though, so you were you were happiest then because you yeah. were performing your best. Yeah, and I made a, a lot uh, that was obviously a big deal to me then, still a big deal to me now. So while it's a big deal, I but do you think, think that there were other things that were perhaps lining up that were allowing you to perform better as well, as apart from just your weight? Uh, yeah, ah, yeah, like I was eating very well. Like, as in, like, I wasn't eating a lot of processed foods. You know, I was eating, I was cooking all my own food. It was probably at the stage where I was only eating chicken breast and broccoli and stuff like yeah. that. But I was. And maybe you didn't have the stresses of college? No, I could have had the stress of college. I think oh, I did. did. Okay. I did, but I didn't really care about college. That wasn't really stressful <laughs> okay. in the first place. So, okay. uh, yeah, I just know it wasn't just my size, but we both know that when you're trying to compete in this sport in any level, a couple of kilos either size matters oh, yeah. big time no matter what that is the truth yeah <laughs> so it's going to make me unhappy if i'm not performing my best and i'm not performing my best if i'm 95 kilos i'm not going yeah. to if i'm down to 80 kilos i'm not going to so i was eating enough low i was eating loads probably loads of food at the time mm. i was just eating loads of the right foods at the time that were supporting my training i was sleeping right sleep is probably going yeah, better yeah, yeah. than ever all my habits that i probably wasn't aware of because my sleep was going so well i didn't even think about my sleep yeah, you know yeah, because yeah. my habits in my whole day i wasn't even thinking about that so i've i've 
Uh, I think while society puts a lot thing, a lot of uh, happiness around size and about weight, yeah. um, I think it obviously should be based around habits because I put out a kind of Groundhog Day experience. Yeah. <laughs> if you were had, I'd put the question out, if Groundhog Day was to happen to you, right, and you were to live every day the exact same day, what would you choose to do? Because I feel... Your people, perfect day? Uh, yeah, your perfect day. If you were to live that day every day in Groundhog Day for the rest of your life, what would you choose to do? I feel like 99% of the population around the world would probably choose to wake up at midday. I I honestly think they choose to sleep in as long... Everybody's tired. Yeah. Everybody working the full week is tired. So I guarantee you, there's a lot more tired people than relaxed people in this world. So I guarantee you, they would choose to wake up late in the day. Okay? Now, 12 is very late. Yeah. But they choose to wake up late. They choose to lie on a beach all day. Yeah. Then finish it off by a heavy night of boozing. Yeah. And, I don't know, curry chips at the end of the night. <laughs> And then wake back up and do the whole thing again. I think the majority would pick that and get sick of it very quickly. Yeah. Yet I think a lot of people build that up to, oh, I can't wait till I go on holidays. Yeah. I can't wait to think of it. I can't wait to take a holiday from my life. Yeah. That is what I'm waiting yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I put down my perfect day, right? So if I was to live Groundhog Day, because I base a lot I am of my... I'm really excited to hear this. I base a lot of my happiness around what I do on a daily basis. If I, I, was, I heard a thing, I think it was Steve Jobs, was saying, like, he pretty much looks in the mirror every morning. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked, would I, do, uh, would I do what I'm going to do today if I die tomorrow? Oh, yeah. And he, yeah. he well, said, I well, I, don't, I can't quote him exactly, but he said that if it's, no, too many days in a row, he completely changes what yeah. he does or he completely change everything. Powerful. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he, that's what he said. So I do think happiness has to be based around the habits of what you do every day. But if I was to do my perfect day, no joke and no, no crap in here. Yeah. Uh, if I was to live Groundhog Day, I'd wake up at 5.30, right? Yeah. I'd pretty much train straight away. First session in the morning. Okay. Right? Yep. Um, Fasted. Yeah, probably. Ch- well, you see, it depends what I'm going to do, but I'd probably do something condition based. Yeah. That's maybe an hour long. Yeah. Like, you know, something like literally maybe 30 second row off, 30 yeah. second bike off, 30 second thing off. Okay. I do something that's like an hour. There's not much warm up in it. Yeah. I just want to get straight on into it because I'm just awake. So I want to get straight on into it. Um, something condition based, not strength based or skill based. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like that. And then I choose probably to work to three or four hours. Now, when I say work, I do not want to go down and milk cows for three or four hours. <laughs> I don't want to go... When I say work, I don't want to be doing work I hate. Yeah. Like, for me, I like to coach yeah. or I like the whole fitness industry. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah. So if I was to choose work, I'd like to go and coach for three or four hours or do whatever I have to do around that or base my life around that type of work. Yeah. So I don't want to go and work mindlessly yeah, yeah, on paperwork because yeah. that's yeah. not what I want to do. So I want to work at what I want to work at for about three or four hours and then I want to basically go and train again. I yeah. want to do a longer session. Yeah. Strength-based this time, skill-based, maybe a little bit of a wad at the finisher, generally what I do now. Yeah. And then I want to work for until maybe seven at night. Yeah. Yeah, something around that. Like I like to so do you're splitting stuff. your work day up into kind of few hours in the morning. A few and hours in the evening. evening. But again, yeah. this is work I like to do, not work I don't want to do. Yeah. And um and splitting my training up as well. Yeah. And then I'd go into a bit of a nighttime routine then from seven. Um, you know, maybe a bit of journaling, meditation, stretching, and then asleep by eight thirty. Yeah. And then wake up again at five thirty. Yeah. Like if I was to if I was to live every day 
Now, again, I did this roughly, yeah. you know, but I would definitely choose this over the other. Like, I don't, I think if you leave people, I think people are lazy. <laughs> I also think people think that that's going to give them happiness. Yeah. But as you say, you get very sick of it. Yeah, oh, you get very sick of it, especially when it's not, le- you get very sick of short-term uh, satisfaction yeah. when it's definitely not leading to long-term satisfaction. I think that's what's killing people the most. Yeah on happiness yeah. it's short term satisfaction yeah that's that. well it's easy for me to say that's yeah. not happiness but I, yeah. it, it's it can't be because you, you like I think even the best of people will know mm. if, the, if that if the picture there you gave of somebody the typical person's kind of waking up midday 11, 12 yeah. kind of and then lying on the beach for the whole day it's idyllic yeah. it's not real yeah. it's not sustainable no you wouldn't uh, I, you get sick of that fierce quickly yeah. I get sick of that after a day I couldn't drink anyway yeah. so I, I I couldn't get up the next morning like you'd have to again sleep until 12 because you're doing it every day and that's so interesting that you said that because I think looking back now the way I used to live previously I was so undisciplined mm. so undisciplined I didn't even know what the concept of discipline was I didn't I thought I didn't have willpower yeah. I told myself oh I'm just not the kind of person who have have been delivered the goods in this mm. way I just don't have willpower but once I found once you start to actually build this series of habits and systems yeah. um it, it gives you that ability to to see actually having a certain for me mm. having those set of I don't want to say rules but yeah for want of a better word a set of rules in my life that I that I operate daily on very similar to that like rising early yeah. you know training um, obviously making sure that I make time for food prep yeah. um, you know do all those kind of things that I know make me feel good yeah. and perform well yeah. not just in training but in life. Yeah. It's the basic things. Yeah. It's doing the basic things actually, for me, lead to happiness. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Now, I'm not saying I live this way at the minute. I'm just saying what's the yeah. point of it. It's not like you can all of a sudden just change your life and do this. It's a slow build-up. Like, it's a slow build-up of starting to get up at 5.30 and starting to train. Like, it's, it is a slow build-up of habits. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't just switch. You can't it. just switch and all of a sudden do that every day because you would instantly be wrecked. Imagine yeah. you were somebody who doesn't train, yeah. doesn't do any of this stuff, eats like highly processed diets yeah. on a daily basis. If you were all of a sudden to live that way, change your thing, you'd be wrecked forever and eventually your body would attack. And I think it'd be too much of a, a change in from what, how you were currently yeah. living. Yeah. Too much of you a You wouldn't leap. keep it up. Yeah. You, you, it'd yeah. be completely unsustainable. But slowly working your way towards that makes... What do mm. you think for you is the, the, the probably easiest and most important first step mm. if somebody was living a life that yeah. was kind of, you know... Not yeah. that way. You have to identify what really makes you untru- truly unhappy. If it is your size, then stuff has to go around that. But I think it is other things other than size. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy <laughs> to put it down to size. I think it's easy to put it down to size. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it has to be a slow build-up of these habits over a long... And nothing's going to happen overnight. It's going to happen over years. What was the first thing years. that you changed, you think? Uh, what was, what was the know. most significant thing that you did that you think changed? Probably the small thing, actually. Mm, I don't know I had drinking I stopped drinking Very. I pretty much stopped drinking like that Like, yeah. I thought that was very was very easy for me to stop drinking like that yeah. you know? I probably stopped hanging around with people that drank the whole time then as well yeah. because it wasn't what I wanted to be around because I think willpower is, over, is completely overrated like right if I put a donut in front of you and I told you not to eat that I told oh, no I told you you can't you're definitely not going to be able to not eat that you'd probably end up not eating that because I told you there's no way you could not eat that, yeah. you know. But if I put a fresh donut in front of you every day 
and it wasn't like the challenge yet but I just had one in front of you every day. Say I'm working with you. Yeah. And I bring fresh donuts into work every day. You walk by them every day. I guarantee you, you will eat one. You know, I would before. I wouldn't yeah. now. I don't know. I think if I put one in front of you every day and you have to walk by them every day and it wasn't like a challenge to No, you. I disagree. I disagree <laughs> because then, okay, initially for the first few days... Some night, some night, you won't get to bed on time. You'll get to bed too late. You're going to have a few drinks or something. You're going to be at some shindig. You're going to be so tired and you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to have cravings, you know? Yeah. And you're going to smell those donuts on the way in and you're going to take it. And what, what I'm stating by this, I'm not challenging you, what I'm stating by this <laughs> is the environment is far more powerful than the mm. willpower. This is what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. This yeah, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not challenging yeah. you. Yeah. I'm challenging whether what's, <laughs> in, what's more that. important, the yeah. willpower or the environment. You've got to create the environment. Yeah. That, yeah, okay. I think it's about creating the environment. So that was an easy step by take getting rid of the people I pretty much drank around. My fiancé pretty much doesn't drink now anyway. Yeah. You know? uh, it's not that I don't drink, it's just I drink extremely rarely. And I think that it, that's, that's true for me as well, mm. but I, I don't think it was something that I... I don't. I didn't set out to do that. Yeah, I didn't. Set but out I think to do it was either. just a byproduct of things that happened. And now I realise that you know, yes, I did have to make changes. Mm. Again, I, I don't think I made those changes intentionally. Yeah. But I think it was just I realised subconsciously maybe that those weren't helpful for yeah. the changes that I wanted to make. Well, you used to the you know the butler's one. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's you challenging yourself. And the same thing, you challenge yourself on all those things. So if I was to put fresh donuts every day, you probably go to yourself. I'm never eating one of those. I'm telling so, you that now. To explain about the butler's thing. Um, so butler's, when you go to get a coffee at a butler's, yeah. and I and I, I don't really anymore because I don't like the coffee at a butler's. I've okay. got very snobby in my coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've gone. Um, but up until probably about a year and a half ago, pre-COVID, yeah. um, I used, or particularly on days where I knew I needed to set my day off right, if I was feeling a bit kind of, ooh, I'd go into butler's and get a, a coffee and they automatically or if you want they give you a free chocolate but I used to go in there at whatever eight or nine o'clock in the morning and say no because that's my first win of the day yeah. so being able to kind of get over that yeah. hurdle it was a win and it was like okay now yeah I, I do feel kind of empowered now to kind of move on to my day yeah. small little simple thing but yeah. it was so effective yeah, yeah you love that I, I like that one too <laughs> it's a good one um, but I think ha- happiness takes a lot of work a lot of work it's I think people think, oh, if I, I don't want to do my job anymore, so I'm just going to quit it and then I'm going to be happy. Yeah. I want to eat this in this moment and that's going to make me happy. Yeah. But really, it's just probably a rush of, a, a rush of endorphins and a rush of her- hormones being released into the yeah. brain that you probably know a lot more about this than I do. Do you think I it do. takes a lot of work or do you think it takes... I think it like, takes a lot of work. I think, I think, I would, right, if you ask me right now, what do I want to do? Do I want to go and train or do I want to go to a spa get a massage <laughs> and have a load of drink in me at the same time I the other one that one sounds appealing to me like it sounds really good I have to use very little energy to do all those things so my body's naturally so going to want it? to do it yeah. like I would yes but it's not going to hit me it's, I'm going to be sickened by myself that I didn't train I will be so angry at myself the next day that has not worked the instant satisfaction I got from it. I will be so annoyed at myself. Yeah. <laughs> I so I think happiness takes work because a lot of happiness is built over a long a long amount of time, and I also think unhappiness is built over a long amount of time of doing a lot yeah. of things that don't uh, go towards how you want to live or how you want to live your long term goals. Yeah. I think it's easy to slip into the stuff that's easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's easy to go on a night out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some lads will call it hard. We're just we're so ingrained to this instant gratification. Yeah, yeah. This instant happiness. We want to take the 
easiest way? What's yeah. going to give me my, the most bang for my buck right now? Well, I was listening to a podcast not that long ago, and I don't remember what it was, but there's a man talking on it. I couldn't even tell you who it was. But he was talking about, obviously, our natural instincts from being uh, back as cavemen yeah. and basically trying not to use as little energy as possible so that we store as much energy in case we don't know where yeah. our next meal is coming from. Yeah. But obviously now we know what, where our next meal is coming from but we still have the natural instincts to be lazy yeah. because it stores a lot more energy. Like sitting on a couch stores a lot more yeah. energy than going on a five kilometre run. Yeah. And you know he was saying oh people call lazy people stupid but it's not stupid it's smart because yeah. <laughs> they're very smart they're storing up a lot of energy if they don't get their next meal yeah. and it is their natural instinct I think you have to fight against your instincts yeah. I do think you have to fight against the natural instincts you have to do nothing or to get the easiest way through or I do think it leads to unhappiness for me it would lead to a lot of unhappiness yeah. because that doesn't I think it's fighting that inner dialogue yeah. you know fighting these excuses that yeah. our brain comes up with like yeah. I think particularly now at the moment you know for me heading out into the into the garage to do training mm either first thing in the morning when it's colder mm. it's darker oh yeah it's harder and you've seen where I train now yeah I train in a cow shed yeah um, that is has no insulation it is freezing there is water on stuff yeah like when I get in there it is cold my body instantly says and my dialogue instantly says go back to bed <laughs> what are you doing in I here I know yeah and it's funny like it's not like even even you know when I'm I'm still working from home and most of the days at the moment but even in the evenings when I'm going out it's not that I jump out into the garage, you know, happy train every day. I know, though, that those decisions that I make are... Yeah. And, and every single time I do yeah. it, I'm so much happier afterwards. Yeah. And I know I don't even allow myself to think, will I or won't I train? I just do it. Yeah, it's easy if you think about it. You, you'll go, your body yeah. will tell you a load of things. Yeah to do right now yeah. because it wants to be warm it I wants to be cozy I don't feel like it I want to feel co- yeah. warm and cozy and dry and yeah yeah but ultimately it I- wants to be comfortable our natural instinct is to be comfortable and to not, <laughs> to not be uncomfortable and actually I think but I think that does lead to unhappiness in my in my very strong opinion on this <laughs> I think and that's it I totally agree and I think a little bit of a little bit of discomfort mm. doing things and recognizing that you can do things yeah. and you're putting yourself into situations where it does feel a little bit uncomfortable is empowering and getting through those mm. you actually always you never ever come out of a training session well it might not necessarily have gone the way you wanted to go no, but you never come out of it going oh I, I wish, wish I hadn't do done that yeah. I never have done that but I've definitely walked away from a session yeah. and gone and let either that day or that week or reviewed my week and saw it gone and been really annoyed that I've walked away from the session yeah. but I've never walked <laughs> I've never gone back and said oh I wish I didn't do that yeah. but it, it, hindsight is brilliant but the problem is we have to live every day uh, going against instincts to be yeah. happy I think Yeah. I think if you follow every instinct you don't want to be in work I'm just not going to be in work yeah. I want the donut right now I'm going to eat this right now I want ice cream right now like our body always wants sugar really yeah. you know if you give in to all the natural instincts it's going to lead to unhappiness over a lifetime Yeah. and the only reason kind of we're gone away from happiness at any size is because I think it's a false identity it's, it's not like if you were to ask anybody out there you know everybody's in search of this happiness yeah but, you know, what is happiness? Mm. I think happiness to you is very yeah. different to what it could be for anybody else. Like, you've just kind of listed out your perfect day yeah. there, which, you know, if you were to live that day, 
great. Yeah. But I think somebody else who mightn't necessarily be as in tune or in uh, alignment with oh god, health my and goals fitness, or that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people kind of think, oh, I'm not happy. I want to be happy. Yeah. Faraway hills are greener. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and I think it's very easy to think if I that's a fancy way of saying the grass is greener on the other. Side. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But like, and and I struggled with this for so long as well. I think all I was so concerned about is that I don't. I'm not happy. Mm. But I never really defined, first of all, I never defined what happiness was yeah. or would be to me. Sure. But also, I never really thought that I could get there. Yeah. Well, I didn't think I could get there because I didn't define what it was. Sure. But and even it, realistically, like, are we going to be happy for every second of every day? Probably no, not. Like, and that's, that's stuff's not stuff's going to happen and it's going to, yeah. I'm going to be annoyed, I'm going to be frustrated. Yeah. Somebody's going to cut me off on the road and I'm going to lose it. Like, yeah. you know, and am I going to be happy in that situation? No. Yeah. You know, to, to put yourself, I think it's very easy then to put yourself, I put myself in a bubble. Yeah of not wanting to deal with other things that don't make me happy but really you're going to have to come out of that bubble eventually yeah. because there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to make you unhappy you're going to have to deal with it anyway yeah. a lot of stuff that you have to deal with is going to have to be dealt with it's not going to just fly away like you true know. and I think if you're you know I don't want to say forcing yourself to do things but yeah. you know going towards things that maybe maybe make you feel a little bit uncomfortable yeah. or, or feeling it's discomfort it's not a forcing it's a yeah. yeah it's just it's just relying and doing things not relying on motivation just being disciplined mm-hmm. about doing things I think having that life and setting and living your life in that kind of a way allows you to be happier and in those cases then you're probably not going to be as unhappy yeah do you know what I mean yeah. and there's like this happens everywhere people at the top of their game don't always want to go in and train like they they still they, they are very good at fighting their natural instincts um, who's the American weightlifter that you have the belt of uh, Matty Rogers Matty Rogers put a thing up on it I'm not on Instagram for the last while but I saw that Matty Rogers put a thing up that she drove by training she didn't want to train so much this is after she won the Olympics yeah. and everything um, she didn't want to train so badly that she just drove by training like that's a girl on top of her game yeah. she drove by training yeah. went and got a coffee I think this is how it went yeah. and then she just decided to get over it and stop thinking about it move back and go train now the whole time she was training she didn't want to train Yeah. the entire time she's probably there two or three hours weightlifting like, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably lifting seriously heavy weights yeah. uh, came back out and was delighted she trained like it happens everywhere it's not like you know I think yeah I, all those people at the top of their game they all have doubts and they all have things they'd rather be doing than training yeah. I guarantee you they would rather be eating bad in the instant they'd rather eat bad be on a beach somewhere what's the comparable thing for somebody who doesn't necessarily train as much as maybe you or I or certainly them yeah. I mean we don't train as much oh, as God, them no. You train more than me, but for somebody who doesn't necessarily hold training yeah. as important as maybe we do, yeah. what? how could they relate to this? Uh, the definition of happiness is definitely a big one. Yeah. yeah. Like you asked me there before, if I, if you were unhappy and you wanted to be happy, what's the first thing you do? Yeah. Which is definitely get some outliers that are making you extremely unhappy. Yeah. Like if you hate your job, how often are you in your job? Yeah. A lot of hours of the day. <laughs> you yeah. know, some people could be working 11, 12 hours of the day. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a shift worker in, I don't know, a hospital and you hate yeah. working in a hospital, you hate being a doctor, you hate being a nurse. Well, it's going to make you miserable because how many hours of the day are you going to be there? I think you can, you can reverse engineer it. You yeah, know, you can re- you're right. Yeah, that's a probably a quick but I couldn't think of that. Yeah. But reverse engineer what makes you happy. But it, you have to focus on your day. Yeah. Your your day yes. and what yeah, you do yeah. every day. Make it achievable. There's no yeah. point in, in having something off here in the far distance. Mm. It's actually okay. Well, this this is what I define as happiness. Yeah. How can I 
relate that back to my day to day. Yeah, I think people uh, let's like take training and everything like that out of it and just work on happiness. I think people that are unhappy book holidays. <laughs> I think they all of a sudden, if they're unhappy in the instance, it's like, oh, I need to get away. I'm going to book a holiday. You know, a couple of weeks from now, I'm going to go on holidays. It's going to make me happy. But what, like, you get an instant satisfaction from your ten grand holiday when you're sitting in the sun somewhere, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're back. I don't know if that, that's a big, big sweeping statement to say. It's a big sweeping statement. Book holidays. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You have to have the money to book holidays in the first place and all this stuff. But I do think that they book holidays like a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden then they're back. They don't change their daily life. They do something that makes them happy instantly, whether that's They're uh, trying to binge eating, their life whether that's for, binge eating, yeah, yeah, going yeah. on a holiday, they do something to escape it, but then you're straight back into it again. Yeah. I don't. I think people are slow to change what job they don't want yeah. to be in, slow Agreed. to change their diet Build that they don't want to eat. life you don't need eat. to escape from. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're always going to want to go travel place and all this stuff, yeah. but if you need to go to the spa once a week or once a thing, yeah. because you're so stressed out yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're so unhappy in your life, then what's... Like, I, what's the point of that? 100%. You have to change what's happening in your life every day, not just what's going to happen in your life two weeks from now when you can go on the beach and all that stuff. My aim in life would be to... At one stage, I said to Amy, my fiancé, like, when I was thinking about doing a bit of farming and coaching and all this stuff, I was like, I think I'm just going to take holidays to do farming. <laughs> I don't think I really want to go anywhere. So at one stage, my aim was not to actually want to go away on yeah. holidays yeah. because my life is so stressful. I want to take holidays to do more work. You want to take holidays to do like, farming? I want to I bet take, you that's changed now. Uh, it's probably changed now. <laughs> but I, I probably wanted to take holidays to do more work that I liked. Yeah. Than think about doing holidays to get away from the life I was living. Because yeah. I definitely... I don't want to be... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think... Yeah, I think... I don't know if I agree with the whole concept of people book holidays to... <laughs> Just, it's a very solid statement, yes. <laughs> it's quite a solid statement. Like, I, I like travelling because I love other cultures and sure. I love kind of seeing places. But have you ever booked a holiday just because you needed to get away? Uh, probably over the last year, yeah. yeah. But then you were probably very unhappy in that day. Um, and the day that you booked it, you are probably happy about look, thinking about it going forward. But were you happy on what you were doing on a day-to-day basis? No, because no. it was just, yeah. I think the last probably 18, 20 months yeah. for many people have been yeah. challenging. That's why so many people are booking holidays. Yeah, so I think, yeah exactly. <laughs> so people just are kind of sick of the same, just the same environment, the sure. same four walls. Or just but a, then a again, lack of I think a lot of people took the lockdown as a, a, a sign off to stay in bed late, yeah. to watch TV all day to eat whatever they want and then all of a sudden they were just waiting for this yeah, yeah. day where they could come back out of it but you're not going to want to come back and out that, of that and that's really interesting because particularly towards the end of last year when it was coming up towards kind of Christmas and New Year's people were kind of very much thinking oh you know fair, good riddance farewell and good riddance yeah. 2020 thinking that it was just but then how slow are people coming back into the workforce right now it seems yeah. well not that I'm employing people or anything like that but it seems very slow by what I see yeah. around the place you know, everybody's hiring and there's not a lot of workers. Yeah. It's hard to come out then of that atmosphere yeah. of, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm taking the easy road on everything. To, oh, no, I have to go do a job. And I think it's, it's, it's really... Go to bed at six o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting to look back to see, and maybe this would be a good exercise for people who are listening to do, is actually just think back on 
you know, of the last 12, 18 months, yeah. you know, it's we were very much forced into looking at our day to day, how mm. we were filling our time. Mm. You know, if if you're finding now, maybe it's yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit of a struggle as well. Obviously, some people, you know, had it a lot tougher than others. God, yeah. But I think for me and for you to a certain extent, I can't speak for you, but for me, I just focused on my daily yeah. routine. Yeah. And I think that's what got me through it. I, you know, for the most part, I cope with it extremely well yeah. by actually just focusing on the things that allowed that I knew were decisions that I didn't necessarily always enjoy doing in the moment, yeah. but I knew they were the right decisions for the future me. Now, yeah. the future me could be later that afternoon, the end of the week, or you know, further on down the line. What seemed to work well was I say people. If you're talk, we're talking about happiness, obviously. I think people very much evaluated their life during lockdown yeah. well it seems to be yeah. everybody's leaving jobs everywhere and going yeah. to other jobs or going back to education something that might make them happier and again if you're if we're reverse engineering it yeah. and the majority of the day you're at your job and you don't like your job that is a killer yeah. that is it will take all the energy away from you and like I think it's yeah. the commute for an awful lot of people as well, yeah, as well. Commute, yeah. people, depends on where you're working yeah I think that there's you know the big thing people kind of um have found and have had more time, more personal time to kind of value health, fitness, family, yeah. other aspects of their life outside of work yeah. and realised how important that yeah. is. And I think it's a really healthy balance. Sure. Um, but now going back, if you're city centre based, um, you're going to have much more of a commute. Yeah. And actually even more so now, I've found going back into the office has taken even longer because people are so reluctant to get public transport. Yeah. So a journey that would take me with no traffic in the road about 15, 20 minutes yeah. took me two hours of the day. <laughs> I was not a happy camper. <laughs> That's what you get for living in a city. I know. <laughs> um, but no, like I think it's... Um, I yeah. do love the reverse engineering thing because I was listening to the Two Johnnies podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was one from a couple of months back and they were talking to that guy that's on RTE called Mind Your Money or something like yeah. that. I don't watch, I haven't seen it. But he was talking about, everybody's asking him questions, should they, uh, do they really have to save and do they really have to do all these things with money? What he was basically saying was, look at your whole day, take your whole week of spending on that whole week of a spending, identify money that you're spending that's actually leading to happiness and identify other things that spending that's not leading to happiness, but it's just random spending. Oh. I do the same thing on your week. Like you're, you're going to live the same life uh, pretty much every day apart from weekends or whatever yeah. when you go on holidays. Yeah. So I think you have to take your full week Write down every single thing you did. What's depositing into your happiness bank yeah. account? Yeah, the bank account. I, like that. I, I don't like going into that. But like, <laughs> that's a little bit uh, too serious for me. But uh, if you go into your full week, you write down every single thing you did and what wasn't making you happy and what was making you happy. Yeah. I think you should be focusing on stuff that does make you happy. And if something's not making you happy, you have to get. You have to identify why. It's not so easy to just get rid of it, I suppose. Yeah, and this, it's a lot yeah. easier said than done. Yeah. I do think it's a lot easier said than done. It's a lot easier said than done to leave your job if you're unhappy yeah. when you might have a family. You I might have a financial it, responsibility. Acknowledging, acknowledging it is, it. is a huge... Sometimes you don't even know why you're unhappy. Yeah. And I think actually just that's a really good exercise yeah. as well to do. Just kind of, you know, time block your day and see what is actually... What are the different parts of your day that's actually making you happy? You'll see patterns. Yeah. And even just knowing, okay, well, this is the part that's actually dragging me down at the moment. There's nothing I can do about it right now, sure. but at least I know about it. Yeah. And I can put more time and value and effort into the other parts of my yeah. day that's going to bring me happiness. Exactly. And I even feel like if the job is making you unhappy, 
I don't think that just quitting it is then going to make you happy yeah. because what's it going to then the next day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like oh yeah this is brilliant yeah. and then the day after you're going to go crap what do I do with my time yeah. now yeah. I think you have to identify something else that's going to make you happy with that time yeah. like whether it's going back to and different going back to education yeah. or going back doing something completely different or then just switching where you're in maybe you just don't like the yeah. company you're working in maybe you just want the same job in a different company yeah. and then it's a, it's a slow Creating progress a path it's, but of, it is yeah. slow progress yeah. you know it's like okay if we go back to happiness at any size if your size if it turns out that it's truly your size and not other things that that is making you unhappy mm-hmm. then you have to go put out a platform a timeline of what you're going to do right now nice small slow habits that's going to make it to go to that happier place yeah. I do think it's dangerous to put a lot of your happiness around your size yeah. it is a dangerous thing but if you're ha- if this is truly the one thing you're unhappy about you have to make a little platform for yourself yeah. or a little timeline what am I going to do today to combat my unhappiness to do with this thing yeah, yeah. what am I going to do the next day and then after a month what am I going to do then yeah. how am I going to kick it up a notch? and realising that it's a it's a, it's a long haul yeah. you know it's not something just because you're making a decision today or tomorrow and this week and this month yeah. that, that road and that's important like it's kind of mapping out and putting a pathway in place to a pathway it, yeah. I kept saying platform I was looking for a pathway <laughs> yeah um it's not going to happen. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, coming to terms with the fact that you're not going to create this sudden mm-hmm. happiness for yourself in the next month. Yeah. Depending on what it is. But, Depending you know, longer term and sustainable happiness yeah. doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And it's actually just being prepared to put the work in. But actually just, it's such an overused phrase, but enjoying the journey. Yeah. It's, and, and I think that's the biggest thing. I feel like thing. you have that sticker on your wall or oh, something. Oh, I do, but it, it makes <laughs> So I don't have the stick my wall, but I, 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 that enjoying the journey and actually just appreciating it for what it is right. makes an enormous difference. Mm. And I think it actually helps you to buy into just the sm- appreciate the small little things that mm. you're doing. Yeah. But I think, yeah, for me, for me, yes, I associated happiness with size. I think when was I at my happiest mm. was probably 2018. Okay. It's very specific. Very specific. But it was be- it's not that specific. It's a whole year. You yeah, know? it's it's a whole year, and it was because I achieved something that I never mm. thought I achieved. But also, the process of achieve like my goals have changed twenty times since yeah. then. Like it, it it wasn't happy then suddenly because I I wasn't happy because I achieved my yeah. my goal size. Yeah, sure. I was happy because of all of the other things that happened as a result of that. Yeah, I get you. So all of the the side you know yeah. bonuses yeah but if, if you're if it, if it goes to the stage where somebody is very unhappy it's been a slow thing Burn. to that yeah. like it's been slowly doing more yeah. things that you don't know are making you unhappy but because you're living for the moment yeah. and living in the satisfaction of the moment I think it's slowly gone down to being very unhappy so it's not going to be all of a sudden flick a switch no. I think it's then another slow road out of it yeah to the point where you want to be happy yeah, yeah. I think yeah. yeah, you don't don't wait for happiness. It is just patience. It. It's very yeah, but it is patience. Yeah. yeah, patience for sure. There we go. That was a good one, Jeff. Good yeah. topic. It was a good topic. <laughs> um, we kind of sidetracked off there, but it's only because I feel like happiness based around size is very overrated. Very overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good one. Well, let's leave it there, and we will talk to you all again next time. See you, folks.